Hello, I'm Afia Salter, and I'm here to help ambitious women just like you learn how to unapologetically manifest an extraordinary life. Whether that's finally finding and living your soul's purpose, building the business of your dreams, or kicking it back with a cocktail, margarita for me, you best believe I'm right there alongside you, strapping in for the ride. Okay, gorgeous. Ready to dive in? Let's do it. Hello, beautiful being, and welcome back to the Manifest Edit podcast. If you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you will know that I'm not really someone who can handle large quantities of coffee. So when my flatmate asked me if I would like a coffee this morning, my response should have been no. But was it? No. (laughs) Because gifts and acts of service are my key love languages, and how could I say no? So if you hear me bouncing off the walls a little bit in this episode, that will be why. I have no regrets. In today's episode, we're going to be diving into how to curate your what if life. And to clarify, because I know there are some anxious babes who listen to this podcast that by your what if life, I'm not talking about the what if worst case scenario, everyone hates you, your life has gone to shit, nothing ever works out. I'm talking about the what if that is about the possibilities, that is about the excitement, that's about joy, that is about expansion and leaning into that on a whole new level. For the past seven years, I have been living my what if life. I went from a position where I was living in the UK, doing my master's, a master's which I soon realized pretty a couple of months into it that was something that I didn't want to be doing and that I wasn't really living for myself. I wasn't really thinking about my what if life. I was just going along with what I thought I was supposed to be doing. After a mental breakdown and some inner reflection, healing, spiritual awakening, I decided that my mission in life, and it's one of the things I valued most, was leaning into that what if life and also giving myself the permission to do that. And I feel like every year that's something that I've consciously been tapping into. And particularly after the pandemic and lockdown, I really began to kind of go back to those roots and think, okay, now that I have the freedom again, what does the next level of my what if like look what if life look like? I've already moved to Australia. I've already started my own business. I've already cultivated these incredible relationships. I've already built my finances to a level that makes me feel safe and secure and excited. Where do I want to go next? And so that was the question that I asked myself towards the beginning of last year is what is the next level of my what if life? And one of the major areas that I realized that I did want to focus on was my health and my well-being. As someone with a chronic illness, I really had to kind of relearn how to look after myself and more than just sustaining myself as a human being, keeping myself ticking along, but actually thriving from a health and wellness perspective. So I'm looking at the end of the year and particularly after I had gotten back from Europe, I kind of struggled to get back into a consistent routine with going to the gym and really looking after myself my sleep was also really, I was also really struggling with my sleep. So I knew that those were things that I wanted to prioritize this year. Flash forward to this year, <laughs> like my life is so sexy right now. My health and wellness this year has been at a level that has never been at before. 
I have multiple different memberships to communities and spaces, studios where I love working out there. I love practicing there. And this is an important thing to note is that really investing in your health and wellness requires you to think about what am I most excited to do, even if it doesn't particularly make sense. So I have a gym in my apartment building and I was trying to force myself to go to the gym. Come on, you've got a gym downstairs, just go to the gym. You've got a gym downstairs, just go to the gym. That's what I was doing last year. And what I actually realized was part of the reason why I was not going to the gym was because it was no longer enjoyable for me to work out that way and doing strength training all the time. So this year I've been doing yoga, I've been doing Pilates and I've been trying new classes, I've been doing pole and things that help me feel challenged in a new way. And I'm also part of a private members only wellness club where I have access to recovery tools like red light therapy, cold plunge, sauna, all these additional things, lymphatic drainage, cryotherapy, all of these additional things that are going at a level deeper than just working out. And so there's this thing called sunk cost fallacy, which is, well, I've already spent money on this. I need to make sure that I'm getting my money's worth out of this before I go ahead and investing in some something else. So in my life, that looks like, well, I'm already paying X amount for rent, which includes my gym. So I really need to be maximizing my use out of the gym. So I'm getting my money's worth of the gym before I go ahead and invest in other things. By the way, these other things that I've invested in, they are an investment. They are what some people would deem to be expensive, but my priorities are to invest in my health and well-being no matter the cost. Like I don't think you can put a number tag on how you feel because it impacts everything else in your life. And that's what I was noticing in my life is when when my health and well-being isn't at the best it can be, when I'm not treating myself as well as I know I can treat myself, and when I'm not feeling as good as I know I can allow myself to feel, then that's the problem for me. And that's something that I know I need to work on. And that's why I chose to do that. So I want you to think of your life and where you are applying sunk cost fallacy to your life currently, where you're thinking, oh, well, I need to get the most out of this before I can go on and try something new. And there's a difference between this and just giving up on anything that you start and actually holding yourself back from your own greatness. And I have a friend who I love dearly who is also a coach and we have conversations about this and say, say these words, I'm holding you accountable to your greatness. And whenever one of us says, I'm holding you accountable to your great, greatness, we know there's gonna be a blunt and honest conversation, but also one that we really respect and appreciate. And I think it's very important that in the process of curating your what if life, you hold yourself accountable to your greatness and what you could achieve, not just what you're supposed to achieve. So do not let sunk cost fallacy stop you from living out your what if life because you feel like you've invested too much, whether it's time, energy or money to do something different. It's your responsibility to look at the bigger vision rather than just the tiny minute of the day to day, but of what your life could look like moving forward. And so when I zoom out and I look at the bigger picture, everything I do makes sense to me, even if it doesn't necessarily make sense to my friends. Not everybody would make the decisions that I make and not everybody understands the decisions that I make in my life, not just relating to investing in health and wellness, but certain things that I do. But it doesn't need to make sense to anybody else because it makes sense to me and it makes sense to my values. This is why when I share with you on here my five-step method for aligned manifestation, the vibes method, why values are so 
so fucking important and I couldn't stress this anymore because when you are grounded in your values it enables you to make those decisions that nobody else understands and honestly some people will even tell you are the wrong decisions because you are grounded in your values and you know what your what if life looks like in relation to those values and that's why you have to be grounded in those values because if you're not sure of what it takes to curate and create your what if life you may find yourself going down the path of contributing to somebody else's what if life at the expense of your own and this is something that i have definitely found myself going down of down the path of in the past and i've worked through with many clients who have been going through the same thing and that's why when it comes to manifestation you have to think about it as not just something that you are doing every now and again or a tip and trick that you can apply here and there but as a lifestyle that you are living i often get asked about the vibes method my manifestation method on podcast interviews in fact it's probably the number one thing that i'm asked about and i always make it very clear on those interviews that it is a lifestyle it is not just something to try on but it's a lifestyle that you are adapting to your what if life and there is a real distinction between something that is just a method or just a framework to something that becomes your way of being because then you 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 can't not do it it's like this is how i'm programmed to, to be um and and it's a really exciting place to be in when you notice that you are are taking those shifts subconsciously I was actually speaking last week about the the kind of what's the word the ebb and flow between kind of letting go and holding on letting go and holding on and immediately after I had that conversation the following day my laptop broke unexpectedly and I deleted years I accidentally irrevocably deleted years and years worth of work that I had done videos from courses that I created photo shoots I'd invested in and it was actually devastating and previously I would have just spent the week ruminating over it and oh my goodness I can't believe this happened I can't believe I was so stupid I can't believe I did this I had literally three minutes where I was devastated and then I was able to let it go and that for me indicated how far I had come because I saw in that moment where I could have made a different choice I could have very easily gone down the path of like wallowing in pity and shame and just wanting to hide away but I chose to do something differently and when you make your manifestation practices a lifestyle it becomes very apparent where you you could have chosen a different path but you actually choose to take the path that aligns with your values and it's a really really empowering place to be in and especially when it comes to curating your what if life because your what if life is going to offer up a series of choices a series of as Bert Goldman likes to say in his book Quantum Healing a series of source source connections where you could take one fork in the road or you could take the other fork in the road both of these options are going to change your life irrevocably and it's and there are so many quantum possibilities in which these could branch out even further but let's not get too deep into into quantum physics in this episode but it's something that i'm always you know discussing on a deeper level with my clients is that there are so many possibilities why just limit yourself to one narrow path when there could be so much else that you could explore and that you actually want to explore as well why would you hold yourself back from that the final thing that I have to say on curating and also creating your what if life because for me it's never enough to 
work with somebody and just help them figure out what they want their life to look like. I think it's so important and it's empowering, it's courageous, it's brave to actually have the courage to say, this is what I want my life to look like. But that is not enough. You have to also then go out and use that information, use that deep work you've done to create your what if life, to put those things into action and to commit to them. So (laughs) I say this with love, stop faking it. We don't fake orgasms and we don't fake our what if life either. So are you going to keep sharing quotes or are you going to do something about them? I want you to look at your Instagram, your TikTok, your Pinterest, wherever you go to save images. You know the feeling. You see something on your feed, it pops up, it inspires you and you're like, wow, those words really resonated with me. Wow, that video really resonated with me. This made me feel something. Let me just save that and I'm going to come back to it later. And then it goes to the graveyard of all the inspirational shit that you've saved over the past months, years, however long it's been, and nothing actually happens with it. There's a famous quote by Mary Morrissey where she says, inspiration without action is merely entertainment. So while something can be very inspiring, it's not transformative until you actually do something with it. And I'm not saying that you need to get rid of those saved folders or those saved images. And I believe that those things can be wholly inspiring, but I'm asking you, what have you been doing with them? What have you actually been doing with them? And if you can't answer that question, then it's time to shake some things up, which is why you need to start asking bigger questions in order to get bigger results. Particularly when you're grounded in lack mindset or you have somewhat of an anxious disposition, here are some familiar thoughts or questions that you may have been asking. Why aren't things working? Why can I never do anything right? When are things going to work out for me? When are things finally going to come through? How can I make more money? And my all-time favorite, what am I doing wrong? Now, there's nothing wrong with these questions per se. It's just that they are not necessarily inspiring, empowering, and motivating you to take action. These can be the jumping off point for leading into questions that are gonna be focused on those things. But if you do find yourself asking yourself these questions on a regular basis, then these may be the the very things that are limiting you, particularly if you're asking yourself these questions and then are feeling shitty about yourself afterwards, which is the case for many of these questions. And this is still something that I check in with with myself as well is what am I actually asking myself and what answers can I expect to get from these questions? So if you find yourself asking questions like, why can I never do anything right? Your subconscious mind is going to look for answers to that question and it's going to provide you evidence of all of these times that you can never do anything right and why you're so useless, worthless, whatever else, which is why you can never do anything right. So these are not bigger questions. Bigger questions do not make you feel shitty about yourself. That's not to say that there can't be lessons in them or that they can't illuminate illuminate the way forward or may challenge some of your perspectives these are all things that are important right i'm not just saying like avoid any growth ever and you're you're always right but what i am saying is it's really important to check in with the conversations that we're having about ourselves and to other people and how these are making us feel and by checking in with these questions it is going to allow you to start asking those bigger questions which are going to lead to the results that you actually want instead of feeling like you're not actually getting anywhere. When I first hired my very first coach back in 2019, maybe it was? 2019? Or was it 2018? 
hold up. <laughs> Maybe it was 2018 was when I hired my first coach and I really did not know a lot about the coaching space, coaching industry. And what I believed was the role of a coach was essentially kind of like a teacher where they just tell you all the information you take down that information you regurgitate that information and you're good to go what I actually learned is that the benefit and the beauty of a coaching relationship is it's not necessarily just about giving you information like a coach has many roles including teaching especially if it's within a course like if you sign up for a group program with me for example I might do some teaching I might lead some practices and I'll also do some coaching as well And then in the coaching as well piece, which is what I learned from working with my coaches and I do in my coaching relationships, this is about helping you to shift your perspective and overcome those blind spots that we all have. So even though I'm tapped into, okay, I need to be asking myself bigger questions, are the questions I'm asking serving me? I still have blind spots where not I may not be asking to the full depths of my ability because I just don't have an awareness of the questions that may be outside of the realm of my current possibilities or my current vision or my current beliefs, which is why I like working with people who are further along I am, whether it's spiritually, they know different things from me or business-wise, they know different things from me because they're going to be able to ask me different questions, which is going to allow me to understand things on a deeper level. So with coaching, it's about helping you find the answers that are within yourself. And as well as working with coaches externally, you are currently your own coach, right? You're your own best friend, you're the the own human that you spend the most time with in and of your daily life. So coaching yourself through the challenges, through the opportunities, through the growth is a really powerful skill that you can build upon. And then I certainly is the case for me that when I work with people, I want to give them the tools, the skills and the knowledge. So yes, they have this incre- incredible shifts in their perspective, in the results we're working together, but they also have the tools and the knowledge to then carry that forward and be able to apply that work without me necessarily being there. Not, not that I want to be like, bye, I see ya. But I want people to excel outside of, of the containers that we have together as well. And talking of bigger questions, one of the bigger questions that really led me to where I am today was in 2020 and I will never forget this when I had lost my job we were in lockdown I I had savings but I was spending a lot of my money because I was living I was living in Australia in the middle of lockdown and I also was not working during this period of time so that was really challenging for me because I always see myself as someone who is good with finances who's on top of their shit and that was very confronting for me and also you know the world was going crazy and just no one knew what was happening and so I decided to turn turn to my journal and do some self-coaching and I was just kind of writing about my situation and how miserable I was and how hard everything was and it got to a point and I think this was after a week to maybe two weeks of journaling this way and eventually just getting tired of it just getting over it and saying but what have you actually done though okay I can't go out and get a physical job because we're not allowed to leave the house but what have I actually done to bring in more income with the means I do have with the things that are actually available to me And that was a bigger question because before I was just asking, why are things going so horribly? Why is nothing going right? Am I going to be broke? Am I going to run out of money? And I was asking these questions which were not empowering or inspiring or helping me to move forward. But when I asked, what have I actually done though? (laughs) The answer was nothing, which was great because if I'd done nothing, then I could do everything. I could do anything and it would still be more than the position that I was currently at. 
And from that place where I was at with earning no money, I went to earning multiple five figures in this, within the space of a few months while we were still in lockdown. So bigger questions really can be the catalyst for your what if life and making that a reality rather than just something that is nice to dream about. So to recap, what does your what if life look like? Are you currently faking elements of your what if life? And how can you begin the process of asking yourself those bigger questions? And to kick you off on your journey of asking bigger questions, I have a bigger question for you. And it's a two-parter, so listen closely. So the first part of the question is, what do you want your what-if life to look like in the next six months of the year? And in fact, we've got five months left of the year. So let's go for five months of the year. What do you want your what-if life look like what if life to look like in the next five months of the year part one part two what reason have you been using as an excuse to stop you from doing it what reason have you been using as an excuse to stop you from doing it and i want you to reach out to me on instagram my username is afia salto with an underscore and i want you to tell me what you come came up with because I'm holding you accountable to this question and I want you to hold yourself accountable to your greatness. Until next time, my love. Thanks for tuning in today. I am so glad to have you here. And if you love what you've heard, remember to subscribe and leave a review because it helps even more people find and enjoy the podcast. And I just appreciate it so much. One last thing before you go, what was your biggest takeaway today? Screenshot the episode and share on Instagram at afiasalter underscore to let me know. Okay, can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, gorgeous. 